Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong. Where each episode, one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. I'm Dave. And I'm Guy. And today I've chosen the movie, and it's nay means yes. <laughs> nay? A.K.A. a lot of other titles, which we'll get into in a moment. <laughs> so right, so right. All right. Alright, go. I feel so. like I feel like this movie before we get started yeah. come, should come with like some sort of warning. <laughs> like a, a horse fucking warning. Yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah. there you go, that was the warning right yeah, there. 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 you go. As a warning, we're gonna be talking about horses getting wanked off and Primarily. Yeah. <laughs> and horse penises being used in surprising ways. Mm, I wouldn't have used one that way. I would not have either. Hey, that's just me. Okay, we're entering bestiality hour. Yes, yes. So, name means yes. Uh, That's the... I don't know what version of the title that is. I think that's like a UK... US release title, even though I don't think it was ever released. Well, let's countries. talk about let's, let's let's say the original title first. It's very confusing. Can yeah. you say? Do you know that? Can you say it in Japanese? It's um oh fucking hell! You're just putting me on the spot. You can't. It's um <laughs> it's umagoya no mm. something. Stable. <laughs> no, so umagoya is stable, mm. and it and it basically translates to daughter of the stables, but it's not it's not the word that's often used for daughter it's a different word and i don't remember how to read it but yeah the title translates as daughter of the stables mm. it's also it had like I, I this is all based on like imdb mm. claiming these sort of titles as to what they are so there's also the title lady of the stable right um uh, which apparently was some kind of bootleg title right. mm-hmm. means yes i don't know where that one came from mm. but that seems to be the most common one perhaps that People right. in the in the West know it by not that many people know this movie, and it's also known uh, as Hado, which translates to wave. Hado, interesting. Uh, which makes more sense that title probably. The um, uh, this might be jumping forward a little bit, but when I was watching the uh, the opening credits, I could see the music was created by, by someone called wave. wave. Yeah, uh, I think that's unrelated though. Ah. Yeah, so th- this is a, a Pinku film directed mm. by one of my favorite directors mm. of all time, Sato Hisayasu. Hise- Wait, did I say his name wrong? Hisayasu. That's right, yeah. Oh. I had a little brain fart for a moment there. I always forget his name. <laughs> yeah, he's an amazing director. Um, this is not one of his more talked about films. Probably the film that most people, most people, <laughs> that most horror fans would probably know him for mm. is Naked Blood mm. Splatter. Uh, which way is it? Is it splatter? Naked blood. Splatter, naked, naked splatter blood. colon naked blood. That's him. Yeah. You've seen that, right? Oh, I love that one. It's a great film. It is not a good representation of what his films are like, though. No. So that that film is not a pink film. Mm. Uh, and most of his other stuff is in the pink genre. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could... Should we take a moment to talk about what a pink film is? <laughs> I was going to say, take a moment to raise a glass of Sato. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah well, I feel like you, you, you're the uh, you're the master on this subject. You can um, define the genre a little bit. Yeah, I might get a bit nerdy with this. Oh, but... there we go. <laughs> well, there's like different ways that people use the term pink film. Mm. So some people might use pink film for essentially any Japanese film that's erotic mm-hmm. in some way. Mm. So that includes things like roman pornos Mm. and stuff like that uh 
but really to me a pink film it has to be a film that was made for a pink cinema right so they all have a certain kind of um you know they have like similarities these films so Mm -hmm. they're they're all shot with a certain number of sex scenes. They're an hour long, usually. Mm. Uh, and, you know, these cinemas are pretty interesting places. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, <laughs> the, yeah. the people that go to these cinemas are not, not really there to watch the movie. They're not cinema goers, no. really. <laughs> I know we've both been to a pink cinema. So mm. I, I went maybe like 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. And um, it was pretty intense. Uh, it was basically a lot of men... Mm circling around the cinema seats mm. uh, looking for someone to wank them off mm-hmm. uh, while the film was playing. Uh, so I just sort of sat there uncomfortably <laughs> while getting eyed up by uh, uh, some salaryman looking guys. You you went to one as well, right? Oh, yeah. You- so I was walking around looking for people to jerk off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what better place to do, do that in? No, you were I, looking for people uh, to jerk off. Okay. <laughs> No, so um, yeah, so I went to the uh, a famous um, pink cinema in Shinsekai, and um, it's a, it's a basement underground place, and I, it was immediately weird going in because all the seats start from halfway down into the theater, and like you said, the back half, um, so the the part away from the screen, that was where all the people were just walking around and looking for people to pick up. Mm-hmm. It's a very odd atmosphere, and a lot of the people that go there are like um, transvestites as well. I remember there was one guy, there's a, there's a few things that that are burnt into my brain. Uh, one old man walking around with a vibrator and just like pressing it up against people. <laughs> <laughs> and um, another guy just like dropped trousers right in the middle of the uh, the cinema and just started jerking off and like came all over the floor. And then like the, the staff just walked over with a mop and started like mopping up his jizz after. Did and, you say that... Am I right in thinking that it wasn't a pink film that you you were watching there? No, it was. It was. It a was pink a pink film. film. Yeah. For some reason, I, I thought you told me it was like a horror festival or something. I mean, so basically, in that location, so the basement is where they do the pink films, and then on the uh, the second floor, um, they do just normal films. Ah, okay. And with with the ticket entry, you can kind of go up and down as you like okay yeah yeah and we went straight down into the basement it was a bit sensory overload Mm -hmm. um so we uh we were like all right let's have a breather we'll go upstairs and they're playing some scandinavian horror film and and that was when like i was just kind of watching the film at that point and before i realized what had happened i was kind of surrounded by these like drag queens Mm -hmm. who started to like try and touch me and i was like oh god Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's my experience in a in a pink cinema. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't aware that the uh, yeah the 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 label of pink film were films that were specifically made for pink cinemas. Like, like people like Roman Nikatsupornos, they often get all lumped in together. But you're saying that's not correct. Well, I mean, that's. I think there's a lot of I guess a lot of different definitions. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not going to say like I'm correct. <laughs> Going but, back on your word now. <laughs> but my, my understanding yeah. of it is that sort of what mm, separates them. Right. Um, and it, it, they are sort of, you know, they are part of the same larger yeah. genre. But yeah, to from what I've read, it seems like pink films, they've got to be shot on film. Mm. They've got to be for the pink cinema. Uh, whereas I guess stuff like um, the, the Roman pornos. Mm, the I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess they were maybe also screened in pink cinemas but maybe also regular cinemas mm. and they're a bit longer though aren't they longer well? much bigger budgeted mm. and less kind in a way like 
I, I don't think, uh, again, I, I don't, I'm not an expert, but I don't think Roman, Roman pornos ever feature actual sex as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could be wrong, but <laughs> from my understanding, they're more, I don't you think know, they mm, feature horse jerking off. They don't feature that. Yeah. So pink films, the sex can sometimes be real. It can mm. sometimes be simulated, but basically stuff that's made for that cinema. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. a, an expert. So please look this up yourself. Mm. <laughs> don't Our, don't um, base this on, on me. But from what I understand, pink films were a thing that happened. And like the Roman pornos were kind of like cashing in on it in mm. a way where they're like, Oh, these, these like, you know, horny films are getting mm. popular. Let's try and do our own big budget. They kind of took that. over that, didn't they? And yeah. Kind of, so pink films are kind of, much yeah definitely um, much lower Roma, Nikatsu Roman pornos were widely distributed as well in Japan they're quite easily obtainable yeah they're very easy to find mm. all the prints of those mm. uh, you know look pretty pristine not not this one that we watched so pinks are pink films are much like rattier that a lot of them never came out on home video mm. uh, in any form so that they're, they're often quite hard to find and so many of them are just like lost mm. forever um, as far as I know they still get made, I right. think, pink films. Like, it's kind of a dying thing. There's not many of the cinemas left, mm-hmm. but as far as I know, that they, they still are getting made, but on a smaller scale. Okay. But what, what makes pink films such an interesting thing to me is that, essentially, the people who are funding these uh, these films, they didn't care what the films were, like, what the content of the films were. So, that's can be a bad thing (laughs) and i think it was for maybe some eras of of pink film but in the late 80s and 90s Mm. all these really interesting directors started Mm. to appear Mm. like sato Mm. who basically used this uh genre to do whatever they wanted Mm. so as long as they included a couple of sex scenes Mm. they could make whatever films they wanted so in a way his his films and other directors like him they're like the most creatively free films mm. you can see in, in mm. some ways. Um, and his films, you can always tell instantly that it's a Sato film. He's got his like stamp on his mm. films. He's mm. got his own kind of yeah creative stylistic flair mm. and the same sort of themes that he obsesses over mm. in all of his films. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why I've, been very interested yeah in you've been genre. you've been doing everything he's done you've, you've been going through the lot haven't you i think i've i've seen everything you can see wow <laughs> and which Do you know how many titles he's done today maybe i don't know like it, upwards of maybe like 80 90 Jesus. yeah wow. i'm not including i think he's made a few av films mm. as well as like shot in video actual porno mm, sort of stuff mm. um he's still direct stuff every now and then now but um his films are not quite as exciting as they used to be sure. his kind of peak era was the like maybe 89 to the mm-hmm. to the mid 90s like everything mm-hmm. from that era is just amazing nice um really incredible stuff but yeah he's kind of eased off a little bit these days and he, he doesn't make he doesn't make pink films anymore well, that's disappointing yeah no, he's probably just done everything there is yeah. <laughs> explored every fetish done every animal actually that's okay that uh, maybe before we dive into the film i did really want to tell you about this mm. <laughs> when this I this film it. is really it was quite hard to 
to find anything out mm -hmm. about this film. One thing I found when I was trying to find information about this film, mm. there's not a lot written about Naimin's yet. <laughs> it's not one of, it's not even his most famous horse fucking film. Can you believe that? <laughs> uh, well, that's it. I've, I've, I, I have known of his other horse fucking film. I feel like that's a relatively known one within the pink genre. Yeah, that that's one of his better known films. So yeah, mm. horse, woman, dog. Yeah. And that one has like a video release. It's it's mm. uh, not too hard to find. Yeah, this one is. I don't think there's ever been a proper release on this uh, of this. So the the print that we watched is almost unwatchable. It's terrible. It's so horrible. It's so dark. You have to pump up the brightness watching it. Um, and it even has like after each reel, it cuts out. And then does like a count into the, yeah, to the next reel. Yeah, I don't reel. know if that was a stylistic no, choice. No, I don't think so. No. So this is probably the print that was played in the theatres. I would say so. Yeah. So I think it's just a video dub of that print. <laughs> I thought that was a stylistic. No, no, I don't, so. I don't think so. Yeah, it's like the countdown. Yeah. Yeah. So this one's really rare, and it was really difficult, like finding out information about this for mm. this episode. So I actually am not a hundred percent sure about even the name of the lead actress. Right. Uh, I showed it to my partner. She couldn't quite read the kanji. Uh, I looked it up and just found, like, a kabuki actor wow. with the same name. But I think her name is Yuki Nojo. Okay. And and my partner said it sounds like kind of like a stage name, like Madonna or something, like right, a single right, right. sort of name. Yeah. I don't know who she is. Mm. Uh, maybe she's in other stuff, but I didn't, I didn't recognize her. And the print is so bad, it's hard to really tell yeah. who she is like if she if i have seen her in other things yeah um, but anyway when i was doing all the searching mm. of this film trying to find information on japanese sites i came across this website oh, that just had all of these um oh, God. <laughs> all of these animal fucking pink <laughs> oh, films listed fuck. and there's one oh my god do you want to see it I, I, we can have your live reaction so yeah it's got all these different like you know, animal fucking films. And one is some kind of dog film. Oh, God. You better hope you're not being, like, tracked by the FBI. <laughs> I hope not, yeah. Wait, do I still have it here? So, are you ready to see the poster? Oh, go, go on. Okay, then. so this is going to be Guy's reaction to the poster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want to describe it for us? <laughs> like, what's the title? Yeah. Inutoba-san? So it's like the, do the, the, the dog and the grandma. Dog and the, gra yeah, dog and the grandma. <laughs> Holy shit, that is a great poster. Yeah. Wow. What, do you, what is that breed of dog? You know what? I, I couldn't tell you. I'm not that... It's like that It's that cute kind of, you know, the long... big, Quite a big dog. Quite a big dog. With uh, white long hair that often goes over their eyes. You've got to like trim mm. it so they can see properly. So could you, do you want to describe that, that poster well, for us? Well, we have the... <laughs> The the Apparently, lovely long-haired white dog in the background, uh, blown up in size, so he's nice Huge. and big. And in the foreground is the Obasan grandma. Who uh, doesn't? In, she looks like she looks pretty fucking good for a grandma, to be honest. <laughs> um, on all fours in the foreground, wearing black lingerie, and the dog just kind of looming over her. <laughs> <laughs> what does the uh, this little text say here? Can I, I you zoom in? I, I, I don't think I can. It's it's such a small image. And the thing is, like, I mean, it, they, it, they've kind of made the the poster to look like the dog is kind of doing her from behind because yeah. he looks really happy and she <laughs> looks like in great discomfort. 
It's it's horrible. So there you go. Holy Moses! So you're saying she's in this as well? Or is no, this... no. I this was just. Oh, we're just talking just about a... animal porn yeah, now. Yeah, it just it <laughs> appeared on this site um, when I was trying to find information. I was scrolling down and went past that poster and felt a wave of sickness hit me. <laughs> Maybe sort of questioned what I what I was doing with my life. Yeah. Well, yeah, once you start venturing into animal porn sites, you probably should ask yourself <laughs> that. <laughs> so there you go. It's a it's a whole thing. Should it's we get into genre. the fucking film? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, we're quite quite a ways into it already. Just talking about animals. All right. Th- this will be I feel like this is going to be a hard film to talk about cuz yeah. it's not it's not it's not a it's not a narratively driven film. It's kind of uh it's like a fever dream. Yeah. This film. But I think when you when you hear the title uh, and you think of this idea of like a you know bestiality sort of film, mm. I don't think this film is what you would imagine. No, it's not as exploit. It's it's as fucked as it sounds, but it's not as like exploitative. Is it's it? not as in your face with the the horse dicks as you would quite imagine. Mm. Uh, yeah. When when you told me like right we're gonna watch a horse fucking film, mm. um, maybe not in those exact words, but I was thinking oh fuck it's gonna be like like a horse. Yeah. raping a woman or yeah, something no, like that. Not, and, it's not that. And it's not yeah. that, thank fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's actually quite visually incredible. Yeah. And, th- and that's and why the, I love Sato, man. Yeah. He, he's incredible. Yeah. The stylistic choices, the creativity that he's put into this film. Mm. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a, it's a fucking horse film. Mm-mm. But... It is, uh, <laughs> in terms of horse fucking it's films, a, it's a pretty damn good beautiful one. Beautiful looking yeah. film. And there's some amazing, mm. like, moments in this that we'll, we'll get into. Mm. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the pink genre, they're like, all right, mate, uh, can you make us a, a horse fucking film mm. for the horse fans in the, in the pink cinema? And he's like, yep, sure. And then he's just sort of made this weird nihilistic mm. uh, kind of fever dream mm. film that occasionally features some horse fucking <laughs> Oh, it's a weird art art yeah. film. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So this film, yeah, directed by Sato. It's shot by uh, Masashi. Wait, let me get his name right. Masashi Inuyoshi, who shot like basically all of his best films. Okay. Uh, so he's an incredible cinematographer, and it's also edited by his usual editor, this mm. guy Shoji Sakai. So he always worked with the same mm. uh, people in this era. Um, and yeah, the music, as you said, is by credited to Wave. Yeah. All capitals. Couldn't find anything no, no, me neither. about this, but it's yeah. a great score as well. Really intense, kind of like not really much in the way of music, more just like grumbling kind of sounds mm. underneath a lot of the scenes. Yeah, I think there's a lot we can talk about in terms of the uh, the score and where they are in that that place. Mm. Movie. Like whether in the city or on the beach, it's like the score is drastically different, and that mm-hmm. also plays a huge part in the film. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about the opening. Yeah, so. This is going to be hard. We have to talk about the story, and it's very difficult. So it's just going to be a, a series of random scenes, I guess, that we're going to yeah. talk about. Yeah, but yeah. We we open up very intensely. Kind of impossible to tell what's going on, uh, but we've we're straight away we're in a stable, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, we're I thought, close I thought, up. I thought it was a forest. Or no, something. Uh, it uh, yeah, it could be. Like we said, the print was really yeah, shit. It's really, so it could be a stable. Yeah. I assumed it was just because we are getting close-ups mm. on a on a horse's face. That's right. Yeah, uh, instantly, and and even that because the print's so bad. So like squinting, and I'm like, what am I looking at? Oh, all oh, right, it's like mm. a, a horse, a close-up on a horse's face. Um, a horse, kind of like. You know, freaking out. Mm. What, what do you call the sound that a horse makes? Neighing. Neighing. Ah, okay. <laughs> neighing. 
as the title tells us. <laughs> so the horse making all these sort of panicked sounds, and a woman is getting assaulted. Mm. It's very hard to tell what's going on. We're also seeing someone get blindfolded. Well, that's it. Like, there's a scene. So it's a, it's a very aggressive scene straight off the bat. It's it's a very intense, aggressive rape scene. But there's this weird kind of like moment of peace where the attacker puts this like almost like blindfold headset on top mm. of the, uh, the the lady getting attacked. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, oh, what, what's this about? Like, all, mm. all of a sudden, she kind of just stops fighting back mm-hmm. when she gets blindfolded or puts some this weird kind of headpiece mm. um, onto her. And then, like, carries on with the, uh, the assault. Yeah. And it's kind of... It's so hard to tell what's going on as well because it's cutting between... Is it one woman or two women? Because mm. it's like, seems to be two people in two situations... Mm. So it kind of feels a bit like a dream. Mm. It's kind of bizarre. We do find out a bit more about that later. Uh, so then we see the same woman. Uh, I don't know the character's name. I, th- it, it, I don't in think the, we know anyone's name. In the synopsis, it's, she she gets credited as you. Okay. Well, I think that might be the actress's name. Right. Um, but yeah, so she's in front of a projector. Mm. And <laughs> she's talking about how she hears uh, the voice of a horse Mm. inside her head. And it's this really strange, it's like shot on video Mm. uh, with the projector screen sort of Mm. like in front of her. And uh, she's talking about hearing horses' voices. Mm. And then the video just starts sort of like flickering Mm. suddenly and like it's all static and strange. Uh, And yeah, then we hear a guy sort of talking about how he's been sent this video and he wants to like, learn more about this woman who mm. hears the sound of uh, horses <laughs> in her mind. That's it, that's it. And then bang straight into the, the title sequence with some very bleak wave music over the top. Yeah, I really like that. That was when I immediately started like searching who made this sound yeah, because they're yeah. driving through the uh, the city, aren't mm, they? Mm, mm. And it's, it's kind of essentially harsh noise, um, but with some sort of like medley in there. And I thought, is this is this down to the fact that the print is so shit or is this actually just the sound? And then we, we learn like this the the sound used for the city scenes and the, the country scenes are very different, which mm. also plays a part in the uh, in the the story. But um yeah, that driving through to the uh, into the countryside with that intense noise. Oh, <laughs> it's loving it. <laughs> loving it, Dave. It's pretty great. And yeah, this is when we meet our other kind of main characters in this. Yeah. Who, they're sort of like, it's never fully explained Mm. who they are, but it's a trio Mm. led by this woman who describes herself as an, an, as an artist. Uh, She's played by uh, Rie Asai, who's in quite a lot of uh, uh, Sato's films. She was the only one I recognized instantly Mm. straight away. And then one of the, uh, yeah, one of the guys is, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but He's oh yeah yeah I've written it down Ko- Koichi Imaizumi. Do you know him? No idea. You would if you looked at it saw him like what he looks like now you would yeah. recognize him instantly. He's in heaps of stuff. Okay. Um and he's in a lot of Sato's earlier films, but he's kind of unrecognizable mm. when he was younger. Mm. So he's so basically it's this woman and these two guys. One of them played by by that guy, and they're yeah driving around in this this van kind of filming each other uh they're surrounded by mannequins well that's it they the brought loads of mannequins with them and they're kind of like fondling the mannequins as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a that's our intro to these characters with yeah the, in, in this strange van we mm. don't really know much about them yet no um 
Yeah, but... And why they've driven out into the countryside. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I guess we don't... Ever know? Ever quite know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we've met these characters, yeah. important characters in this. And then we cut to a another character, uh, Sawada. Is this where they're on the beach now? Uh, not quite. We, we see a guy in the woods. Okay. And he's got like a boom mic. Oh, that's him, yeah. And this is this weird guy like just capturing sound mm. in the woods. And then the van drives past mm. this guy. So that's that's a, a big theme in almost all of Sato's films, especially from this time, is mm. characters that are obsessed with capturing sound or mm. video in some way. So mm. both of these like characters have that kind of quality. He's especially obsessed with like the whole sound mm. thing. Yeah, that's him. Uh, we were talking about earlier today, Night of the Body's Model. We were at a flea market and you saw the video. Oh, of yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So that film's about a guy who lives in an apartment and just, he's kind of like a sound voyeur, <laughs> right. like listens, like records everyone mm. in the apartment. So that's like a very kind of, uh, yeah, Sato yeah, kind I of vibe. I feel like he was the, almost like the uh, the instigator, innovator of that whole like eighty. Was what's that ASMR live thing? <laughs> <laughs> like, because that's kind of blown up recently, or over the last like maybe three, four years, as far as I'm aware. But now everyone's just kind of walking around recording things. But then when you kind of watch some early Sato films, he was uh, pretty in on that. <laughs> like early on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah maybe he started it. Let's Maybe just, let's just claim it. it. You heard it here first. Sato, Mr. <laughs> ASMR himself. The king of ASMR. That's what they called him in high school. <laughs> so then, yeah, the crew, they come across uh, mm. on the beach. Mm-hmm. They they see this woman uh, with her horse. Yep. She's kind of walking the horse. She's not on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, the, the daughter of the stable, I guess we could call her. That's her, yeah. <laughs> so she's our, our main character. Mm. Um, and yeah, so the... The ho- Should I just call her the horsewoman? <laughs> yeah, it's a stable girl. Stable horse girl. Woman? That All seems right. a bit nicer than horsewoman. <laughs> fucking horsewoman. All right, so stable woman. There's no stable girl. Stable girl. <laughs> stable lady. Let's say stable lady. Oh, that's nice. All right. So, so yeah, stable lady uh, meets this uh, sound, sound guy. guy. Sound guy. He's. We have his name, Sawada. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he, he's from... He says that he's from the Tokyo... Acoustics Research Laboratory. Hence all the sound recording. Exactly. He's obsessed with sound and he's, <laughs> he's come to talk to her because she sent that video mm. saying, hey, I can hear <laughs> I can hear the voice of horses. Yeah. And he's interested in investigating that. Mm-hmm. So he says he's come to observe her lifestyle and record the sound of the sky. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's when she's, you know, she she requests or uh, recommends that he records at night so she can he can capture the sound of the stars as well. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so it's all, it's all a bit it's all a bit weird, but that's when we find like her stable as well. So she's mm. got a stable on the beach, which is very dilapidated, run down, mm. and that's when he kind of starts to show some worry towards the stable girl, like you're living here, mm. um, and she's essentially like a dropout. She is left all kind of. Um, life behind her to live with her horse in this dilapidated stable on the beach yeah she said she claims that she's been there like her whole life right mm. she's just always been there. is that right <laughs> but then i think later we hear about her being in tokyo mm. at some point mm. yeah um she also says that she was in an accident so we're sort of hearing about you know, perhaps what we saw earlier in the film that oh. she's referring to as an as an mm. accident but it's all it's all quite vague 
Yeah. It's not, uh, everything in this film is very vague. Very vague. <laughs> and that's a classic kind of Sato thing as well. These conversations that are very poetic and kind of strange mm. and wandering all, all sort of all over the place. Mm. And this film's maybe kind of the most extreme example mm, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you really have to kind of pay attention to this, I think, to mm. have it make any kind of sense. And even then, it's it's not fully... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think this requires a few watches to yeah. really appreciate. I really like... This is the second time I've watched it. I really, really enjoyed watching mm. it the second time. Um, so, yeah, we also see the the creepy mannequins. So, that's it. Now the two crews merge mm. together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, the artist with her two guys... They're, like, putting all these mannequins up in the trees, mm. and they're sort of moving around. Um, but we don't, we still don't really know too much about them. Mm. Um, yeah, they haven't, haven't really explained anything about themselves. But, yeah, then, then they, yeah, they do converge, like, on the beach, right, at night. Yeah, and they'll yeah. start fucking. Straight away? This early on? I remember there was, like, this sex scene, but I couldn't quite figure out who was yeah, who. I, I think... Do you mean the sex scene that's in the, the van? Yes. Uh, I th- I thought that was one of her assistants. Right, okay. So the, the artist woman who travels with these two guys, I think she's she's just, like, shagging one of the guys. That would make sense. <laughs> that would make more sense. Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't think it's the sound recorder guy yet. Um, but midway through the sex... Uh, she starts claiming that she's scared of the starry sky mm-hmm. and that the guy has a filthy mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she says that. Which is, uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty strange thing. That's but right, that's that right. Scene, it doesn't feel connected to much, that scene. Yeah. It's very odd. Yeah, yeah. There's a, I think at that point, I, like I just said, I didn't know who was who, mm. where they were, who's fucking who, yeah. um, where the horse is. <laughs> I also, I could be wrong. Maybe she was having sex with the, the sound guy, but I feel like it was one of those. Yeah, but now, now that you say it, it probably is the assistant guy. Yeah, mm. I, mean, like, I made a lot of notes while I was watching this and I, I kind of had to put a little a lot of question marks in there like sure, was it this sure. person was she doing that was he doing it was he doing it with him or that? <laughs> but then i think as i kind of as the film progressed i learned a little bit more of who was doing what with who mm. um so at this point there's not really been anything too disturbing no uh, but then the next scene kicks in yeah so the next scene gets really intense so we see stable lady with her horse we know the horse's name ryusei that's important Ryusei, Ryusei, We yeah. always hear the horse's name. Not any of the other characters' names, but we hear the horse's name. <laughs> so, yeah, she's, uh, she's like, brushing the mm. horse at first, then starts brushing him in a place that she probably shouldn't be. Jesus. <laughs> the scene kind of, like, it kind of changes partway through as well. Mm. So she's brushing the horse, and then suddenly, visually, it kind of switches to, like, this blue kind of mm. tint. And that's also a thing that Sato does yeah. is he will tint scenes or like put like lots of blues or purples over a scene. And often it seems to be suggesting that we're entering a dream or something right. that might not be real. So I don't know if this bit is, is supposed to be reality or not. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, she starts sort of feeling up the, yeah. the horse's crotch. Uh, someone's watching her. I think it's Sawada, right. the sound guy watching mm. her. And then suddenly it gets really yeah. fucked it's... very quickly. 
Do you want to do you want to explain this part for us? Sure. Well, back to that that previous scene. I was watching it and I was okay. Here's the stable girl. She's tending to horse. She's stroking it and then gives me a little kiss. And I'm just like, yeah. And I'm trying to like like I'm squinting my eyes to see what's going on through this terrible picture quality. And then and then just see her hand moving. I was like, wait, no. She 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 can't be. She's jerking off a horse. Yeah. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then the next scene. And again, I'm kind of squinting to see what's happened. And we can kind of see her, like, top half, and she's mm. naked. And there's stuff on her chest. I'm like, is mm. that... Blood. Does that look... That looks like blood. Mm-hmm. Is that blood? <laughs> <laughs> and there she has a severed horse cock. Yeah. <laughs> which she's rubbing all over herself mm. and proceeds to masturbate with it. It's so fucked. And I kind of hate you for making me say that. <laughs> <laughs> I chose that bit for you to talk about. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, this scene, though, like, the way it kind of... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, I think even with it being... If it wasn't such a dark, fucked brain, mm. it would still be hard to tell what's happening at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... I was like, like, what's, yeah, what's going, going on? on? She loves this horse. She she was she's mm. she's tending for this horse. That's her whole thing. She's the stable girl, mm. and she's gone from like kissing the horse to jerking off the horse, and now she's there with a severed horse yeah, dick. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what have you done to your horse? <laughs> yeah, it's really nightmarish, mm. um, and we don't really find out about that horse no. dick until much later. So, so it's a bit. I was baffling. thinking like that. She's just done and like killed her horse. Yeah, um, and the whole way through the scene as well, the score. It's so great because when she's brushing the horse, even starting to jerk it off, there's no score. It's like silent. But then, as the severed horse is dick is being used as a dildo, the score is just like very slowly coming in and kind of like rumbling over that scene. It's really oh fucked and and horrible. Mm. Yeah, oh, <laughs> so it's horrible. It's, it's horrible. very. It's just very very. I was grubby. not expecting it to go there. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. And then after this scene, we get uh, just a shot of like these waveforms mm. on the screen. Mm. And again, we we don't don't know what that is. Mm. At first, I'm like, is this a heartbeat monitor? But no, it's just like some waves yeah, yeah. on the screen. Which again, we find out about it later. Couldn't really explain it to you though what that means. But anyway, <laughs> and we also see. After that scene, Sawada wakes up, the sound mm, guy. Mm. So was he dreaming the horsecock dildo thing? Did he just see her jerking off the horse and then he's imagined? There's a lot of dreams in this yeah, film, yeah. isn't there? So yeah. it's hard to tell like what's real and what's not. And again, yeah. the the colours kind of change again when mm. it turns into that sort of uh, the the horsecock dildo. <laughs> How did it stay so hard whilst being severed? <laughs> oh, knock someone out with that, like smack <laughs> him on the back of the head. But yeah, he he's woken up by uh, horse lady. What do we call her? Stable the lady. Stable girl. Stable girl. Sorry, stable lady. I'm stable gonna call lady. her stable. Lady. All right, you go ahead. <laughs> and she's recording him with his his sound equipment. Yeah. And he he says the great line, "Hey, I'm not a horse." <laughs> 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 but yeah, so uh, she takes him out into the woods, mm. and again, we don't we don't really know why we don't know why we're going out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she has this big kind of like coffin like mm. box. Yeah, we don't know what it is. He we see him open it and kind of react with. Yeah, he's immediately some shocked. Kind of shock. Yeah, almost like he's almost like a, he's gagging or something. 
But then we don't actually see no. what's in them. So us as the audience, we, we assume it's a severed horse's head or something. Yeah, something right? like that, yeah. right? Yeah. So then they, they drag the, the box back out. They drag it in front of the artist crew. Mm. So the artist woman and the two guys. The artist woman really wants to see what's in this box. That's it. They know something. They're like fascinated mm. by this box. Yeah. Uh, but stable lady refuses to show them. They don't. Yeah. Not going to show. But we get to see what's in there though. That's it. So, <laughs> and is it a horse dick? It is not. Well, not at first. That <laughs> <laughs> turns into a horse well, dick. <laughs> yeah. At first they, they open it up and it's a little disappointing. We just, It's just a mirror. It's a mirror. Yeah. Inside. And, um, you know, a stable lady tells this story about how she used to ride her horses and watch herself in the mirror and then says that one time all the horses souls mm. got sucked into the mirror yeah. <laughs> and that's why she keeps the mirror to keep their souls mm. and again it's like this like recording kind of thing goes throughout this recording mm. the sound the camera recording and now a mirror capturing souls it's all kind of connected in some kind of way. It's very bizarre. It's extremely bizarre. Like, it, it seems like it's very deep for a horse fucking yeah. film. <laughs> like, he's clearly like spent yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of time on developing Absolutely. all the other ideas besides the horse aspect of it. Totally. And and that's all of his films, basically. Mm. Like, all of the... You know, he, he's made a film... This, one of his films is called Lolita Vibrator Torch. Have you seen That's that one? That's a great Lolita film. Vibrator Torch. And I again, fucking love that film. That film's fucked and messed up, but but again, the, mm. the scripts are always great. He doesn't he doesn't write his own scripts usually, but I, but I think mm. he must be quite heavily involved because mm. they're, they're all sort of thematically mm. uh, so similar. The, the, like, the human aspect is mm. always a lot more, like, developed than the actual, like, erotic aspect of his film. Totally. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, so, again, she has the mirror in the mm. box. There's also something else in there. I know you like talking about horse sticks. Do you want to explain? <laughs> oh, I'll do this scene. So, yeah. <laughs> So we've done the mirror, and then we see the uh, the horse dick once again. Mm. Uh, but not just the horse dick. There are uh, a few body parts from various horses kept in jars, um, which are kept in... What's that fluid called where you can preserve things? Uh, I don't know. I just wrote pickled horse dicks in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a... formaldehyde? No, no, no. That's something else, isn't it? That's for... I don't know what it is. Anyway, <laughs> so she has these jars full of, like, various horse organs. Horse mementos. Um, yeah. And we learned that when she was younger, her family uh, kept a ranch. Um, and there were many horses there. And when they died, she kept a piece of each of these horses. And uh, one of those, of course, being the... Uh, the famous horse dick, which she <laughs> masturbates with regularly. The horse dick in this scene looks so gross. We have a shot of Sawada <laughs> looking at it, yeah. and his face is kind of warped behind the jar. And it's oh, just, I love that. It's scene. so gross. It's like the dick in the foreground. Oh, <laughs> it's so fucked. She also says in the scene, she starts talking about how horses have biorhythms. Yeah, and, um, she does, doesn't she? And they send out signals as a wave, and humans do this too. Mm -hmm. So this is the first point where we're sort of... It's starting to suggest this kind of telepath telepathic communication mm -hmm. ability that she has with horses. It's like the horse whisperer. <laughs> yeah, she's a, a horse whisperer and a horse fucker as well. Um, so then we're... Yeah, we're, we're back to the beach. Mm. This scene is so fucking cool. There's, like, mannequins just buried... 
all over the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set up by the the artist. And I love... There's something that happens in the scene I love so much. So the artist woman is sort of walking among these mannequins. And then two new characters. Yeah, some in. like randoms. Some random women come in who are a part of a, a horse racing club. Uh, and they're, they're looking for this ranch because they 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 know about Ryusei, right? They've they've heard about Ryusei. The rumors, yeah, the rumors of Ryusei. And, they, and uh, mm. I think they they want this horse to, you know, for breeding purposes maybe, but mm. it's not really fully explained. Um, and yeah, the artist woman tells her, "Yeah, I'm out here making some art." And then suddenly, out of nowhere, the the women get grabbed from behind. Mm-hmm. And the two assistants of the artist woman mm. have buried themselves in the sand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one of them is just grabbing onto to one of uh, the women. They're like the living mannequins in there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah and then um, Sawada and uh, Stable Lady appear with uh, Stable Lady on the horse. And things get a bit intense. That's it. They, they find her, like, stable, don't they? Mm. And they're like, they're just dart in like where's your horse show me your horse why are you hiding your horse horse? and and then like the the stable lady Mm. (laughs) she's like back the fuck off like yeah it's my horse like what right do you have to come and see my horse (laughs) who the fuck are you Mm. and the fight breaks out right yeah it's like really instant yeah and um at one point someone says is that horse your boyfriend or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) which is pretty great but I kind of, like, understand old stable girl's reaction. Because yeah. they're, like, some fucking randos come up and they don't introduce themselves. They're mm. like, where's your horse? Show me your horse. Why are you hiding your horse? And, then, and yeah. It's like, it's her horse, bro. Yeah, and she, like, floors her. It's, like, starts beating yeah, down instantly. on her. Yeah, mm. like, great. Good on you, stable girl. I'm not entirely sure what happens during that fight, but maybe the horse, Ryusei, has run off. Well, at is this he... point, I was just, like, mm. I-, I was still thinking, wait, so is Ryusei dead or and that was kind of when i i was probably slow at realizing this but i thought that um she had still kind of killed the horse uh, right. and that dick was the new um specimen kept along with the old ones uh, and the reason that she didn't want to show the horse is because she had actually you know that makes sense dick. that's probably how i read it the first time mm. watching it i think because second watch uh I, I knew what was going to happen with Ryuse after this scene. But he's kind of... Ryuse's kind of gone. Uh, mm. He's off in the woods. Maybe he ran away. I don't know. They don't we show don't know. It's very confusing. <laughs> but we cut very suddenly to old soundboy Sawada just recording sounds. Mm. Fucking hell, that's all he does. Just recording sounds. He's out in the woods. Um, and Ryuse is out there with him. Mm. The horse is out there in the woods. We're seeing the waves again. Mm. The wave forms. And Ryuse is getting all hyped up. He's in heat. Yeah, he's all making... What's the sound called again? What, what do you call it? What is it? Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> can you make the sound? What? Can I Can, can I make a, a horse, horse sound? sound? Yeah. I, I can't make a horse sound. Yeah, neither can I. We should... Maybe at this point we can just dub in some sounds. All right, so over this... As we're talking this about this... Some... <laughs> that was a good horse sound. <laughs> yeah, so Ryusei's getting all hyped up, and we we cut to we cut to stable lady. She's also kind of getting all messed up, and she faints. So again, this sort of telepath- telepathic connection mm. uh, between the horny horse and the horny stable lady. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the the horse is out in the woods. The artist, the her assistants, and then these two 
new random ladies who mm. are super keen Fucking to, to, <laughs> to get that horse. That's it. They um, want the seed. Don't yeah, they? yeah. So they, they find her and <laughs> this is where things... This scene is so fucking weird mm. so the guys uh, the the artist guys they go to the van and they're like oh yeah you should use this mm. we got this thing and they pull out this fucking weird looking it looks like a metal detector or something yeah that's what right? i thought it yeah. was at first and they're like oh it's a it's a massager mm. and get that horse all, all horny yeah because yeah. there's a lot of stuff before this as well where they they keep claiming the horses is, is like impotent <laughs> and not a stud yeah there's like a few moments where they're like ah, he's no stud <laughs> <laughs> he's got nothing he's got no horse coming in <laughs> but anyway so uh yeah they they want the, the horse's seed yes yeah, so, yeah they want to so, see if he can yeah. bust the nut so they're like go on go on get him all horny and yeah. uh you know one of the women uh starts like feeling up the horse again touching his his uh genitals and and like the, I don't think they they don't use the massage. Oh, they do. They, they start do they? like getting him on like the back legs. Oh, and stuff. right. And they're like rubbing his. Oh, okay. That's what they were doing. Girls jerking him off, and I was like, for fuck's sake, here <laughs> we go. This is gonna be like the full on horse fucking scene. But <laughs> but classic stable girl comes yeah. in and saves the day. Saves that horse from blowing its load. <laughs> <laughs> sure Lucy would have been quite happy either way to be honest yeah I mean you seemed alright with it <laughs> we're like bestiality defenders here like yeah, right. he seemed alright he seemed to like it if I was a horse I'd be alright with it <laughs> no it's not right it's fucked don't fuck a horse you know what happens when you fuck a horse. What happens, not, what happens when you fuck a horse, Dave? Not, it's not going to go well. Dave, what happens when you fuck a horse? Isn't there that... There's that documentary. <laughs> Have you seen that? It's called... <laughs> um, is it called Zoo? You've seen a lot of horse-related I, things, I haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it, but um, it's about a guy who was fucking his horse. Well, he, he, he was fucking the horse or the horse Sorry, was fucking Sorry, the horse fucking him. Fucking him. Yeah. And uh, he died. Because <laughs> of course you would, if you put that in you. But why in you, Dave? The horse dick. <laughs> Jesus. Oh boy. No one's going to like this episode. <laughs> Unsubscribe immediately. <laughs> yeah. It's only getting worse from here. Oh, God. We've, um, already, we've already been talking for 47 minutes. <laughs> oh, fuck it. All right. We better speed it up. So, yeah, the. <laughs> it's just all horse fucking as well. So, we're, we're back to the. After this all. This debacle. Mm. Horse wank debacle. Uh, we're back to the the mannequins yeah. on the beach, and this scene has this crazy kind of purple uh, filter over it. the The artist woman is walking around the mannequins and like feeling them up mm. while the sound guy is recording her, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you you like fucking dolls and stuff, mm. saying all this weird stuff to her." Inside the van, her assistants, one of them is just screaming. That's it. I feel like the sound is just like getting to him. He's like clutching his head and he's ah. screaming and convulsing. Yeah, that scene is so fucked up yeah. so it's kind of it's getting all weird and crazy and then the two yeah the two male assistants um suddenly just out of nowhere are attacking those horse club mm. women mm. um and it's it's pretty full-on it's it's really frantically shot and at this point i was watching the scene and i'm like this is so funny mm. that no, sorry not the scene's not funny but i'm saying it's the idea of this yeah. being at a pink cinema yeah and a bunch of dudes are just wanking each other off <laughs> while this utterly yeah. fucked totally unerotic scene is playing mm. of these two women being assaulted violently it's mm. so dark 
and completely fucked. Yeah. You can't see what's going on. Uh, and yeah, getting attacked. And then suddenly the, one of them's like getting strangled yeah. by one of the guys. The other one, I think is getting smashed up with the mannequin. Well, leg. He has the mannequin arm and he's just beating one of them to death with it. It's so intense. It just completely devolves yeah. into like total violence. And mm. it feels really, uh, frantic. Yeah. It's so nuts. And then j- right at the end of the scene, kind of for not really any reason other Mm. than to just make it even more fucked. We see a shot of stable lady where, and her face is all warped Mm. and then just the horse shadow of the horse cock comes into frame (laughs) and it it cuts it head. It's really, it's really intense. Yeah. Before that, like after he's like beat them to death with the mannequin arm, the, the artist lady comes back and he's like, and he's there with the bloody arm in his hand, the Mm. bloody mannequin arm. And she's like, where are the girls? And he's like, Oh, uh, I don't know. They, uh, they went, they went home. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, she obviously knows that they just killed them. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very upsetting scene. Extremely mm. upsetting. Mm. Uh, yeah, totally bizarre. Uh, then we take a pretty weird, uh, left turn. Yeah. <laughs> Swata has a recording that he's playing for stable lady. He's like, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think this is? Mm. And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is um, the sound inside a horse's body. All right. Yeah. Sounds good, mate. <laughs> Proceeds to tell this <laughs> How unusual he it, story yeah. about a horse swallowing his microphone. And then... Uh, was that what it was? Yeah. I, thought, I thought he went in from the back. Because he has that like kind of like dildo boom mic kind he, of thing. He, he, does, he does seem to suggest that the horse swallowed it. And then it fell out of the horse's anus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. He says when the man, when the mic came out the anus, it hit the concrete. Yeah. <laughs> and what does she ask? She's like, how about the poo? <laughs> and he's like, ah, there wasn't any. Like, All right. <laughs> it's just a really Such weird a bizarre story. like conversation. I really like, uh, I think she makes a comment in this scene that's quite a great, very, mm. very Sato kind of line where she says, uh, those who are lonely dream of horses. It's just what a nice line. Mean? I don't know, but it's just, uh, it's great. Sawada so starts talking about his desire to uh, record nothingness. Mm. He wants to record the end of the century, like the end of the world. That's his, his sort of uh, obsession. So then we come to a group scene. So we have both the sound guy, the stable girl, and the, um, the art people, the mannequin group. And they're all kind of tending for the horse, right? They're all kind of gathered around, do you say? And at first, uh, some bit of, like, lesbian action breaks out between the uh, the mannequin girl and the stable girl. Mm. The two guys, the assistant guys, aren't involved. In oh, are well, they not? That... It's just the... the oh, the it's the sound guy. Sound guy and uh, stable lady. That's right. Oh, the scene is... And crazy. at first, like, the girls are kind of getting at it. And then and then the man joins in. And then, like, the one of the girls kind of just reaches behind and starts like stroking the horse he's there he's loving it oh you say (laughs) and then we get like um a strange like point of view shot from the horse's dick (laughs) but it's but it's like coming in from quite far away and like almost like homing in yeah yeah on the uh the artist lady yeah yeah yeah. but but it's like the the cock coming out from like the bottom center screen <laughs> it's a really shot. <laughs> and it kind of like zooms in and like homes in on the girl and essentially penetrates the the lady 
Mm. And then she kind of looks up and we can see that it's attached to a fucking mannequin. With VR kind of looking goggles on. Well, it's that thing from the beginning, beginning, that first scene where the the, the kind of mask. Blindfolded mm. with these weird goggles, yeah. And can I just say also... I fucking hate mannequins. Oh, I forgot that you hate mannequins. They freak the shit out of me. I cannot stand them. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they they, they freak me out. Mm -hmm. I don't like them at all. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like going shopping. (laughs) Whenever there's a mannequin, like, they they, they give me the (laughs) heebie-jeebies. And then there's, like, this scene, and we don't know that this mannequin has got this horse dick on him. She kind of, like, Mm. looks, I mean, she's, she's been penetrated by this fucking monster dick. So she looks up, and there's just this you know, completely lifeless faced mannequin looking down upon her. So she obviously freaks out, but then she looks back and it's not the mannequin. Yeah. It's the, it's sort of turned back to, or it's turned into the stable lady, Mm. but still with these like weird. That's right. That's right. So it's like this weird, like Mm. nightmare scene. I have a theory about those goggles. I think that there are probably about 10 Sato films I've seen right. that have those goggles. I think he just bought them somewhere. I'm like, fuck, these are great. And he just has used them over and over and over again. Because <laughs> in this film, they feel... it. I love them because mm. it's like it's just such a weird <laughs> yeah. element to be in the film, but it feels very out of place as well. That's it. There's not really any explanation of what they are, are there? No, no. In, in his other films, they're usually like, oh, it's like a VR thing. That's well, that's like, like yeah. in Splatter Naked Blood, that's quite heavily themed, isn't it? It might not be the same goggles, but they wear the goggles and go into that virtual reality. And there's, a lot, of, and there's a lot of like yeah. dream sequence like mm. based on goggles. But in this film, like if it was, say, like a horse bit, mm. I would understand. <laughs> you know, That would have been a bit more appropriate to the film. <laughs> but the covering of the eyes, it doesn't ever really seem to be explained. Mm. Unless, are they horse blinkers? No, nah, that couldn't be because she's like totally blindfolded. They, we have a lot of, bl- there's a lot of talk about horse blinkers. As well. mm. That's what you call them, right? Those things that like stop horses from seeing to the side. I don't know, you're the so expert, they don't, So they don't freak out. <laughs> anyway, so it turns out that scene... It is a nightmare. Dream. Yeah, Thank so God. the artist woman wakes up and from this nightmare that she's had has mm. decided that stable lady and the horse, Ryusei, are dangerous. That's it. So she's kind of got this... Uh, vendetta against mm. her now mm. uh, from this dream that she's had uh, then we see so stable lady is telling a story to to uh, Sawada the sound guy mm. and this is where she's sort of explaining what we saw at the beginning yeah that's so it she's that, about her rape uh, mm, experience the intense like horrible yeah. rape that she had and it was poachers uh-huh. that did it don't know much else other than that <laughs> but she was blindfolded by them and when that happened she imagined that she was being raped by her horse, Ryusei. Mm. And and after that, that's when she discovered that she could manipulate waves. <laughs> Don't know what that no, means. Like but nice. I guess that's that telepathic <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, horse thing. Is that when point. she started to hear horses? Yeah, she started to hear the voice voice of horses mm. after that in her mind. But that was, yeah, like, it's interesting because we're not quite sure of what um, the stable girl's relationship is with her horse because does she actually have any kind of sexual stuff with, you say, in the film? Or is it always the mannequin girl or the the other ones? Well, we don't, I guess we don't know because because so so much of it is dreams that's right so there is that first scene where she's touching up the horse and then uses the big old horse (laughs) willy as a dildo however 
we do see uh, Sawada wake up. Mm. So was that real? Mm. And like, she yeah. stops the other one from, from abusing yeah, yeah. old you say. So it's kind of like she she loves the horse, but not in that way. Possibly, yeah. It's it's never really totally clear, mm. right? Um, the film at this point <laughs> has a scene that's fucking incredible visually, mm. but also a total fucking nightmare. So now that this artist woman, she's decided this, you know, she's dangerous, mm. the, the stable lady. So her and her assistants come into the the stable mm. wanting to see what's in that box. That's it. Desperately yeah. wanting to see it. And they've driven the van into kind of like right outside the stable and they're blasting the headlights mm. into here, like brutally like bright light. They pull out the mirror and it's kind of like reflecting off it. So it's a really like visually amazing scene, mm. but also the most violent and kind of horrifying scene of the yeah, movie. Yeah. So they, um, they start attacking. Well, first they're not happy that it's a mirror. Like, it's just a fucking mirror. Yeah. They're really disappointed. Yeah. Like, ah, fuck this. It gets smashed along yeah, the way. They smash yeah. the mirror. So which get, she is distraught about. Yeah. It's yeah. Cause that's all her horse souls are yeah, in that mirror. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and they they start assaulting her. They're like tearing off her clothes, and like we're sort of seeing um, the shattered mirror mm. uh, shots of that, like warping the image, and then the back of the stable just collapses. Mm. We get this amazing shot where like the ocean's just in the background, mm. the lights blasting on it and reflecting off the mirror, so it's kind of blinding us as well. Yeah, um, as she's getting you know, assaulted. And at the same time, horse sounds just like going over the top. Uh, she, she calls out thing. for you say to help her as yeah, well. She? It's yeah. uh yeah, it's, it's so fucked this mm. scene, but it's also visually just, uh, I don't know, just kind of amazing as well. It's not, yeah, because it's kind of interesting because they, um, well, she, she puts so much like importance into that mirror. Like, she carries it around in this box and it carries the souls of the horses that she raised. And for them, it to be for it to be smashed by these guys who are raping her. And it kind of comes across that she's not really too fussed about being raped. She's more fussed about the mirror, the mirror. being broken. Mm. She's kind of just staring at this cracked mirror. Um, it's it's pretty, pretty horrible, but also, like, gives us that feeling of importance towards the broken mirror. Mm. The artist who's, like, watching all this happening, she's not mm. really taking part, even though she's kind of directing it, right? She, she says, She's the instigator. Yeah, she's she? the instigator, but she's not really involved in the assault. She's just sort of watching it happen. And, um, yeah, she tells the stable lady that she had this dream mm. that she was raped by her, but she hoped that that would happen in real life as well. <laughs> That's it. She was waiting for her waiting. to come and rape her yeah. or something with the horse dick. <laughs> oh, man. That's so wrong. So full on. Um, after, you know, this happens, uh, the stable lady picks up a piece of the mirror, mm. uh, sort of broken shot, and she she stabs the, the artist woman. Yeah. And the two guys as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's just... Uh, it's nuts. I was um I was a little bit... I mean, the... the the actual like stabbing scene was a bit lackluster. I mean, she goes for the girl first and she mm. dies. And the two guys, everyone's really kind of spaced far apart, but in this caravan, mm. so there's a good like two meters between each person. 
and she stabs the woman first and the guy's just kind of watching from Freeze. behind like uh, yeah. uh. <laughs> and then she goes walks over to the other guy stabs him the other guy's just like uh. she walks over to the other guy stabs him and it's alright now everyone's dead but it's kind but of there's no like struggle or anything sure. in there it's kind of typical Sato though like you know it's everything's a bit like moves at that kind of weird dreamlike sort mm. of pace so for me it kind of fit in with it anyway um but yeah, after that, we see the mannequins on the beach again, and they're all wrapped up. Yeah. Uh, but then as the we start to see what's inside the mannequins, it's the bodies mm. of, of the artist and her, her two assistants. <laughs> then we get the ending of this film is, is fucking great. Do you mm. want to tell us about the ending? Sure. So, um, so she goes back to Tokyo. Uh, we don't know how much time has passed since the events of the film. But she's in Tokyo again, and she meets up with Sound Guy, mm. um, and says, "What does he yeah. say? Uh, you have to become a horse, horse to not be affected by the sounds of Tokyo. Yeah. You have to become a horse." <laughs> and that was when I kind of put the the pieces together about there's that real harsh noise soundtrack of them driving through the Tokyo. It's really intense that mm. wave sound. And then when they're in the in the countryside on the beach, yeah. it's very nice, soothing sounds. So it really does play into that like um, that concrete jungle of Tokyo being this over like sensory overload, mm. overwhelming noise and neon lights and everything. Um, which is enough to make anyone go crazy. For sure, um, for sure. But if you're a horse, yeah, then, then you're all right. Yeah, <laughs> if you're a horse, no problem. And then she, do you, do you remember what she says after that? What does she say? She's she's like, um, could you raise me? Oh, that's it. As well. Like, yeah, so I to be a horse. horse. So I thought, the first time I watched this, I thought it was going to have kind of a almost romantic right. kind of ending. Mm. But it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, unfortunately... Stable Girl is not a horse. Not a horse. So we can only assume that the sounds and insanity of Tokyo get to her. And she goes on a stabbing uh, rampage. That shot. So she yeah, she stabs Sound Guy, who, as he's dying, he's like, I'm not hearing any final sound. Yeah. So he didn't get, get his wish of hearing the, mm. the end of the world. It's quite a tragic end for him. But yeah, then there's this fucking amazing shot, which is just the mirror. She still mm. has that piece of mirror. Yeah. And it's kind of like a point of view shot, but we're seeing the reflection of yeah. the mirror kind of in the corner of the frame. And she's just going up to random people yeah. through the streets and just stabbing them. And it's frantic and fucking intense. Mm. And it's just the best ending. It's so, <laughs> so good. I love that ending because it was just like the whole of the, the overload, the the sensory overload of Tokyo just got to her. went on a crazy stabbing spree. The noise is back in. The frantic camera, it's all handheld, running up to random people. Like I said, the reflection, <laughs> you can see the foreground and the background. That's so good. Uh, and, I, and I wish it just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, I was like, oh my God, this scene is so good. I wish it just carried on that stabbing spree. Mm, it's amazing. And that's it. And that's it. And then it cuts. The end of the film. One hour. Done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to think, like... So, you... You know, you haven't watched that many Sato films before. No. So I've what's in a handful. I know that this one... I mean, it's a terrible oh. print. So, it is kind of hard to get the full experience. Mm. But this is, like... This is in my top five mm. uh, Sato's. Um, which is... Partly, I wanted it to do it for this because it's fucked, mm. but also because it's one of my favorites as well. So, what what did you you think of it overall? I thought it's definitely like one of his better films. Um, I 
think I probably would have enjoyed it more if I had a better cut because I spent a lot of time trying to figure out who was who and where yeah. we were, which took me out of it a little bit. Um, but I think the 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 sound aspect and the weird um, kind of telepath te- telepathy mm. aspect of things, which is apparent in a lot of his films, gave it that like extra like flair. It wasn't just your average pink film. It wasn't just your average horse film. Although saying that, this is the first horse film I've ever seen. Haven't you seen War Horse? War No. That Spielberg movie? Oh, that's fucking terrible, that film. Does someone get jerked off in that as well? A couple of... Yeah, there's a few horse jerking scenes. Fucking you know what Spielberg's like. That cunt. Most um, of his films have that, right? Horse cocks. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a lot in E.T. A lot. I've seen E.T. the vagina. Ooh. <laughs> I'm getting off subject. <laughs> anyway, um, no, it, 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 it was uh, yeah, <laughs> aliens. <laughs> it was it was it was interesting. Um, I wasn't blown away by it, to be honest with you. Um, but that could have been down to the cut and me just being lost in a lot of the scenes. Um, but also, I feel like a lot of the. Um, the substance, like the the human dramas and the the stylistic choices, um, I kind of wanted those to be explored a little bit more. But I feel like whenever Sato, because he is so stylistic and he has all these really crazy fever dream esque ideas, and I, I really want to see more of those. But every time it kind of like gets to that point, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, it's time to have sex because because <laughs> it's a pink film and we need to have sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it definitely ranks up within the the top few I've seen of his. I've probably only seen, I don't know, six or seven, I reckon. Mm. It's definitely, if you, I think if if you're new to Sato, this is not a place to begin. Even though it's one of my favorites, oh. it's not the place to begin. Because, yeah, the print is atrocious. And, fuck, man, I would pay so much money to have a decent print of this. Because... Just as a... And, like, actually, even us just talking about it now, uh, fuck the script is really good. Mm. It's a really... it Even though it is kind of a, you know, confusing, comp- complicated kind of story yeah. in a way, uh, there's so many aspects of it that he, he weaves in really mm. nicely. And I love the way it's shot. And it really... I, I find it one of his most haunting... And kind of most depressing. Yeah, the, the mannequins on the beach were interesting. Like, yeah, visually, it's very mm. nice. I think if you're looking to get into Sato, yeah, not the place to begin. I wouldn't say that Naked Blood is the place to begin either, because it's not. Even though it's a great film, it's not representative of his style. Mm. I would say the bedroom. Oh, with uh, what's his name? The the cannibal. He's in yeah, like one or two yeah. scenes. But yeah, that film is. Uh, incredible yeah and kind of sums up peak sato mm. and it's totally fucked as well <laughs> i said i think i think my issue is i i need to i need to like completely separate films and pink films because they're, they're such a different genre they they are made under different circumstances mm. and sometimes like i mistakenly compare pink films to just general movies which is where you know i kind of feel like i wanted a little bit more but I think, yeah, thinking about it, if I compare this pink film to other pink films I've seen, it definitely is in the the top rank of them. Yeah, and it's not even like a quality kind of thing. It's just more like you need to 
be mentally prepared that it's a pink film, mm. so there'll be sex scenes and mm. there'll be this and there'll be that, and mm. it's it'll run for an hour, and yeah, you just have to go in with those kind of uh, yeah things in in mind mm. already. Mm. But yeah, I fucking love this film. What about? In terms of the wrongometer, that's a very difficult one because it's very wrong, but it's also quite stylistically in tune with itself. That's it, and it's actually, even though it has horses getting wanked off, it's not that exploitative. I I feel like people who have horse wanking fetishes would be quite disappointed with this. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd be like, "What the fuck? Come on, yeah, (laughs) where are the hostages?" What was that character? Was that a hillbilly? I don't know. Where are all them horse dicks at? Yeah, like, it's... Get Sato on the phone, get my money back. Not, <laughs> not enough horse dicks. I think if you were into fucking horses, you'd be really annoyed that most of the horse dick stuff is a seven horse dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's very true. So I I think this, this wouldn't go down well with the Horse Appreciation Society. Is that, like, people who like fucking horses? Yeah, just, okay, that's right, them. Yeah. <laughs> that's them. It wouldn't go down well, probably in the normal pink mm. crew, because <laughs> there's a horse in it, and it's probably too arty. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably not really enough killing and blood to go down with a horror no. crowd. So, so w- w- what are we left with? Who's this for? <laughs> No one, just me. Just you, just yeah. you, Dave, you and your horse. Yeah, what's your wrong wrong scale God, then? Fuck, no, it's, it's I'm gonna very say, tough. I'll, I'll go first. You do it. I'll say, I'm going to say a seven. Yeah. Because the fact is, it's got a seven pickled horse stick. It's got to at least be a seven. Mm. But it's not that exploitative. Mm. Uh, you know, if I showed this to my mum, she'd be very upset. <laughs> she wouldn't, she <laughs> She'd wouldn't probably never talk to me again. She'd probably disown me. But I think if I showed this to, like, a hardened, you know, uh, pink watcher or horror mm. watcher, I think they wouldn't be too horrified by it. Yeah, too yeah. There's there's a lot of scenes of, like, conversation and, like, mm. like, the artistic approach with the mannequins and the sound waves and stuff. It doesn't have that intense, like, feeling like you're watching something wrong for the most part. So, yeah, I think seven is a pretty safe bet for this horse adventure. <laughs> horse adventure. Maybe next time we can do that dog film that I yeah. found the post. What was it called? Horse and dog, dog? Dog grandma. Oh, do- dog and grandma. I- 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 yeah, dog and, dog and grandma. Oh, no. I think, you know what, I think I'm all right for horse films for a while. Well, that's a dog film. Oh, that's right. Oh, get involved, mate. Here we go. <laughs> Well, oh, so that's your choice for next time? No, that's <laughs> I don't even know if I can find that one. Let's not look. <laughs> for the one listener who loves, like, bestiality, just, yeah, like, just like, come on, give me yeah. the dog and the grandma. <laughs> it's sorry. such a... Sorry to talk about that for longer, but that's a very specific film, isn't it? Dog and grandma. Well, you need both to love both, yeah. yeah. You gotta, it's like... But for the one I love person, dogs. love grandmas. Fucking hell, that's, that's it. That's it. like Disneyland yeah. for that one person. She doesn't look like a grandmother, does she? In that poster, she's pretty hot for a grandma. She's more like oh. an aunt. If was. I was a dog, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Right. All right. What, what have you got for us? Right. Next, next week, David Davidson, um, back to Japan. Oh no, we're still in Japan. We're carrying on back in Japan. To Japan. <laughs> 
We've lost. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Salmon bass, ain't it? We dipped a foot in the water, ran mm. back straight onto the beach. We were doing. <laughs> Doing Fuck it. you. <laughs> um, red account to my bloody angel. I have no idea what that is. It, it does sound very Japanese, though, based on that title. It's, um, yeah, red account my bloody angel. I'm. It's one of those ones I'm surprised not talked about more. It's a lovely runtime of just shy of an hour. Perfect. Yeah. That's what we like. That's what we like. <laughs> so join us next time for... Dog and Grandma. No, nope. <laughs> Red Account, My Bloody Angel. There we go. And maybe once again, we'll go longer than the runtime of the actual movie. Follow Show Me Something Wrong on Twitter at SMSW Podcast, please, please, please. So-